This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. Paranormal guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Chad. And together we need to apparently build an ark. Do we? Yes. Because of the rain. Oh, yeah. The, the past rain. week. What's coming up this week? The 45 foot feet of rain that we're supposed to get. So, uh, somewhere in there. Yeah. All I know is I think it's rained every day for the past week. Well, yeah. And it's that time of year where it does that nice... 100 degrees in the bright sun, 97% humidity. Then you get five inches of rain in 15 minutes, and then the sun comes back out and makes it even worse. Yes, sir. And that, and along with the time of the year, our favorite southern Indiana state weed is apparently coming out. Ragweed. Ragweed, because if you can't tell, I'm a little nasally. Yeah, sinuses are kicking in. Nice. I think I'm dying. Nah, you won't die from that. I might. Sunflower seeds, maybe. De- well, depends on how many. And if I have an EpiPen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so other than the uh, impending monsoons, uh, what's going on with you, Chad? Well, I honestly can't say a whole lot. I've just been doing some stuff that I need to do around the house and working. And that's really been about it, sir. How about you? Well, got a... Uh, Turtle table built. A turtle table? That's right. My oldest turned seven on Thursday, and her birthday present request was a turtle. So built her a nice big table for him to live on mm-hmm. with, you know, his little hideout and water and food and a basking area and everything. And Some ninja weapons. Ninja weapons. Mm-hmm. A, little ban- a little mask to wear. A little thing for pizza. His name's Shelly. Shelly. Mm-hmm. Or her, whichever. Works both it's ways. Turtle. It's fine. Shelly. That and uh, getting ready for a uh, birthday party on Sunday. Rock on. So, how old? Me or her? Whichever one you're going to do the birthday party for. Oh, her. Seven. Oh. You know I don't get birthday parties. That's true. You don't matter anymore, sir. I don't. You're an adult. <laughs> but another milestone that we uh, have... Reached ourselves, Chad. Oh, I think I know what that is. This is our 10th show. 10th show already. Pong X. Doing that for that long. <laughs> getting old and tired. We're, after 10 shows, after you're 10 already shows, getting old and tired. Yeah. It's 
like retirement now. Well, I don't think you've put enough time in to get pension. Oh, so well, you may want to reconsider that. All right, four hundred one k pong. <laughs> Along with the tenth show, cross your fingers. I'm saying this in the future, in, in for future times. But if everything goes swimmingly between now and then, the this show will release at the same time. I put the uh, web page back in order. It's all come back to life. So it'll be back up and have some new stuff on it. Be a little bit different design. Going to actually start putting some pictures up. Mm-hmm. So you get to see Chad with various random people that he harasses at conventions. Yay. Take your picture with me. Take picture and take one of these cards. Act like you like me. Mm-hmm. Smile. Does, has, has any, out of all the conventions you've been to, like whether it be sci-fi, comic-y thing, mm-hmm. horror convention, paranormal convention. Has there been anybody that's been creeped out or acted like they were creeped out by putting your arm around them? No, I haven't had that. And everybody used to be really happy about just letting you take a picture there at the table. But now, since they have professional photographers, yeah. you have to pay for that photo op. They don't just do it. A lot of them don't do it at the table anymore. No, that's... uh. Was it last year that Carrie Fisher was at a Phantom Fest? Mm-hmm. They, I think they had armed guards around her table that if they saw anyone holding a, holding a uh, phone up, they assumed you were taking pictures, and I think they dropped you on the spot. Stormtroopers. They did. Well, it wasn't stormtroopers because, you know, they couldn't hit anything. Oh, that's true. You'd get away with your picture. Be fine. Yeah, so that is sad that it's going to that. Yeah, well, I mean. you got to give me money to get my picture. they got to make the money to pay the people. And yeah, so with the website going back up, Chad, we've uh, I've updated a couple little things on there. There's going to be a uh, sign-up that you can put your email address into and automatically get updates when we do a new show. The hell you say. Oh, it's so oh, early. Yeah, I just worked it uh, out. Supposed to save that for later. Nah, I might use it again. And you know, one other thing I have noticed uh, the past week, Chad, uh, we've been getting some uh, new Facebook friends. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, if you uh, want to stay in touch with whenever the new shows go up or anytime we post some news, uh, liking us on Facebook is probably the best way because anytime we update uh, the shows or the news and announcements blog on the webpage, it automatically goes right through to uh, Facebook. Give us a like on Facebook, and if you uh, use iTunes to listen to the show or something, give us reviews too. That always helps. <laughs> Let us know you like us. Yes, please. Speaking of getting important news and... Things like that about the uh, pair of normal guys, Chad. Mm-hmm. Next month's going to be a big month. It is. Why is that? Because there's going to be Paracon in Brandenburg, Kentucky. And there's going to be the Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. That's right. We, we're going to start making our first public appearances. That's right. I've got a Sharpie to sign stuff. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so yeah, September 16th and 17th, uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia is the uh, Mothman Festival. Now, we're not presenting or anything official like that there, but we are going to be wandering around. So, mm-hmm. if you happen to know what we look like by looking <laughs> at the webpage, and don't run away screaming, mm-hmm. come up and say hey. Remember, weeble wobbles wobble, but they don't fall down. That's right. Well, I mean... I. Might fall down. Yeah, me too. Probably be hot. <laughs> I don't know. What's the weather like in West Virginia in September? 
balmy? I, don't, I, I don't hope. Know. If it's hot, I'll die. Probably. But then the next weekend on the, uh, September 24th mm-hmm. in Brandenburg, Kentucky, mm-hmm. it is the inaugural Paracon. Home of the Green Waves and the Brandenburger. Really? Mm-hmm. Where's that at? That would be at, uh, I think it's Dave's Steakhouse now. It used to be Little Dave's by the, the river. Brandon now. Burger. The Brandon Burger. And you can get pizza at the old jailhouse. It's supposedly haunted, and you can eat it in a cell. It's mm, delicious with a ghost. You can eat it in a cell, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they still have the cells you can set in a table in there. Wow. The door will slam shut. Ghost will come in, shove the pizza in your face. Or steal your pizza. Or steal it. Ghostly pizza apparition. But yeah, now at Paracon, we are actually, we uh, we are there. We have a table. Mm-hmm. We'll be sitting there saying hi to people, giving away stuff. We are going to give away some nice prizes. Yeah, one of those, actually we have two that will, two little prize packages, I guess you can say, we'll give away. Now the first of those, you know, it, it it's a decent little prize, but it's kind of a special prize. It's a vintage Ghost hunting kit, if you want to call it that. Sure. So it'll have what, like a pencil, a notebook, and a bag of flour? Maybe some chalk and some powder and tape. Rock on a, on a, rock on a, a string. Candle. Pendulum. No matches. We won't be responsible. No. We're burning anything down. Because if somebody catches something on fire, it'll sue us. Mm-hmm. Have a little notebook. But then the main giveaway we'll be doing is Chad's putting together a decent little ghost hunting kit. Mm-hmm. going to be a more modern ghost hunting kit with some uh, meters, probably some camera of some sort. I don't know. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. I've got lots of ghost hunting equipment left over from the ghost busting days. Yeah, some sort of ghost hunting kit. Mm-hmm. Ghosts not included. We're going to make it special. One other thing that I think we'll do, Chad. Yes. For just for just our little, our pongies. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the show and you are in the area or you travel to the area and yeah. you attend Paracon, yes. what do you say? The first five people sure. that come up to us and say, Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got nards. That's right. We'll maybe have you a little special little present. A little something, something. I mean, don't go crazy. You don't think it's going to be a new car. We're not Bob Barker. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it, We're it, not it, Oprah. It'll be something a little cool. And you get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car, and you get this partially possessed Ouija board, ooh. and ooh, and you get a half of this sandwich I didn't finish. No, it won't be any of those things. No, but it'll be something kind of cool. So yeah, remember, first five people, and, mm-hmm. and Chad, what's the magic What's the magic saying? Wolfman's got nards. That's right. Come up, tell us that, boom, you have a present. Mm-hmm. Gift. Unless, unfortunately, you're person number six, and then you're out of luck. Yeah. What if two people get there and say it at the same time? Steel cage match. Paper, rock, scissors. Well. Arm wrestling. What's wrong with steel cage match? I think that might be a little much. We don't have a cage. What's that thing that Spock and Kirk did with the little... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was Vulcan. That thing that they used on American Gladiators. You know, the little, like, extremely large Q-tip that you hit each other with? and Oh, I thought you were going to say a thong. Spock and Kirk with a thong. Where are you thinking? I don't know. Oh, Chad and his fantasies. (laughs) 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 
seems like that's all the uh, business we have, Chad. Uh, do you have any news for this uh, episode 10? Actually, I do. You know how some people talk about that we should be a little more longer-lived? And well, how it would be nice to have a few lifetimes to play with? Some. Yeah, well, some. <laughs> well, how about if you were a shark and you could live 400 years? Really? Yeah, Greenland sharks are now the longest living vertebrates known on Earth, scientists say, according to the BBC News. Uh, it says that researchers used radiocarbon dating to determine the ages of 28 of the animals and estimated that one female was about 400 years old. The team found that the sharks grow at just one centimeter a year and reach sexual maturity at about the age of 150. Wow. So they, they really <laughs> got to wait. The research is published in the Journal of Science. Lead hey, author, honey, you're looking mighty cute. We broke a hip. <laughs> Lead author Julius Nielsen, a marine biologist from the University of Copenhagen, <laughs> I knew some guys used to use that all the time, said, we had our expectations that we were dealing with an unusual animal, but I think everyone doing the research was very surprised to learn the sharks were as old as they were. I think the walkers and the fact they didn't have teeth probably should have, you know, been a little clue. The former vertebrate record holder was a bowhead whale estimated at 211 years old. How do you, uh, how do you exactly estimate uh, 211? You look at the rings. You got to slice them open. You cut him open. Cut him open. Check, check out the rings. I think so. <laughs> uh, but if invertebrates are brought into the longevity competition, a 507-year-old clam called Ming holds the title of the most aged animal. What? Well, stay away from those old clams. Yeah. Mm. Slow swimmers, they are. Greenland sharks are a huge beast that can grow up to five meters in length. They can be found swimming slowly throughout the cold, deep waters of the North Atlantic. With this leisurely pace of life and sluggish growth rate, the sharks were thought to live for a long time, but until now, they had not determined any ages. For some fish, scientists are able to examine ear bones called toliths. Okay. Which, when sectioned, show a pattern of concentric rings that uh-huh. scientists can count as they would the rings in a tree. Uh-huh. I told you. So they do you gotta cut murder them. Open. them. Yeah, you gotta, give me your earbuds. I think he might be real old and maybe very unique. Stab him. <laughs> Die. <laughs> Sharks are harder <laughs> to do that, but some species, such as the great white, have calcified tissue that grows in layers on their backbones that can also be used to age the animals. But the Greenland shark is a very, very soft shark. He well, would never hurt anybody. He is. It has no hard body parts where growth layers are deposited, so it is believed that the age could not be investigated, Mr. Nielsen told the BBC. However, the team found a clever way of working out the age. The Greenland shark's eyes lens is composed of a specialized material, and it contains proteins that are metabolically inert, explained Mr. Nielsen. Which means after the proteins have been synthesized in the body, they are not renewed anymore, so we can isolate the tissue that formed when the shark was a pup and do radiocarbon dating. So we're not going to take your ear, we're going to take your eyes. I'm going to poke you in the eye to see how old you are. You know, sharks sharks get it from everywhere. Yeah, I know. You want to, their ears and their eyes to see how old they are. People want to eat their fins. I'll tell you what, it's tough being a shark. Hey, we all have our place. <laughs> well, the team looked at 28 sharks, most of which had died after being caught in fishing nets as bycatch. Using the technique, they established that the largest shark, a 5-meter-long female, was extremely ancient. Because radiocarbon dating does not produce exact dates, they believe that she could have been as young as 272 or as old as 512. Kind of a big range of, yeah. I'm guessing there. 
but she was most likely somewhere in the middle, so about 400 years old. She's more than five, but less than a thousand. She was born between the years of 1501 and 1744, but her most likely date of birth was in the 17th century. Ah. These are vampire sharks. Yeah. Even the lowest part of these uncertainty, 272 years, even if that is the maximum age, it should still be considered the longest living vertebrate, said Mr. Nielsen. Conversely, if her age is at the upper end of the scale, she will have outlived Ming the Clam, although her age has a greater probability of lying in the middle. Ming the Clam. Where, where is Ming? Is he still alive? He's probably hanging out somewhere. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Bet he'd be good eating. Mm-hmm. He's aged. <laughs> He's in one of those clam juice bottles. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Ming the Clam Juice. Deep fried. So, what do you think about that, Chris? Super old sharks. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because don't aren't uh, sharks? They're already doing research on sharks because apparently sharks don't get cancer. This is true. Not yet. <laughs> it's got, they haven't eaten enough Doritos. You ever watch them put sharks in those labs and make them smoke those little waterproof cigarettes? <laughs> Keep smoking. We gotta see if you get cancer. <laughs> We're gonna check this and God. It'll make you drink a little bit of this drain cleaner. Why does that make me think that would be like a a Nazi experiment? Probably already have. He makes the shark smokes a cigarette. Mm, he likes cigarettes. Smoke again, shark. They're good. We want to find out why you don't get the cancer. These cigarettes have the shark seal of approval. <laughs> he says they're very smooth. Or, or, They're very smooth. Mm. Ark, ark. That's a seal. Yeah, seal of oh, approval. You didn't even wow. listen to me. Are you appalled by my... I'm appalled by your ignorance, sir. Yeah, well, my sinuses don't let me be angry right now. Come on, mouth breather. Well, hey, Chad. Yes, Chris. Speaking of Russians... (laughs) In a hurry. That we may have at some point. Uh, Hey, Chad, speaking of dinosaurs... (laughs) When were we speaking about dinosaurs? Just because those sharks were old? Right. Oh. Hey, makes sense in my... Drug-induced state. Whatever connects together. Do you know Russian scientists discovered a new species of uh, dinosaur in Siberia? The hell you say. Two in one show. That's right. (laughs) Double shot. Tap, tap. Welcome to episode (laughs) 10. (laughs) We're throwing the best we got. Scientists from Tomsk examined the remains of a giant animal found in the Kimirovo region and concluded that the bones belonged to a previously unknown species of dinosaur. Paleontologist Sergei Lechinsky, we'll say, told Sputnik oh, in an interview about the feature this that distinguishes this reptile from all other representatives. Mm-hmm. Specific structural features of this dinosaur make it differ from its relatives, according to what was said in an official release. We cannot say that this reptile was, for example, sturdier than the others because it is unknown yet. Uh, Sergi, the head of the Laboratory of Mesozoic and Cenozoic Continental Ecosystems at the Tomsk State University, told Sputnik. The researchers identified that the remains belonged to a four-legged herbivore, Titanosaur. It was revealed that the dinosaur's sacral ribs were arranged in a star shape and converged toward the center. There was also no connection of the vertebra in the neural arch. According to a TSU statement, ancient reptiles with such structure of this skeleton have never been found before. The dinosaur had a barrel-shaped body, small head, and very long tail and neck. 
The Titanosaur, which lived in the early Cretaceous period, about 100 million years ago, was about 20 meters long and weighed about 50 tons. The unique finds were discovered by the paleontologists of the TSU in a period from 1995 to 2011 near Shistakovo Village in Kemerovo region. Take that. Mm -hmm. Since the fragments were preserved in blocks of sandstone, it took a few years to release them from the rock. Since this is the only specimen found, it is difficult to precisely define the entire habitat of the species. We can say with precision that the reptile lived in the south of modern western Siberia and possibly in the territories close to Mongolia. The TSU students are currently finishing the description of their finding and putting the dinosaur's fragments together. The new species will soon be given a Latin name. Well, Julio. <laughs> Julio, the Latin name for the titanosaur. That's right. Just like on Power Rangers. So, new dinosaur, Chad. Nice. New dinosaurs are always exciting. You know, you know what it was. It wasn't a dinosaur. What was it? It was our friend. It was a Pokemon. <laughs> it was it was a new Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Titanosaurus Bulbospitalosaurus. Czar. Can I put Czar in there somewhere? Char. 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 Czar. <laughs> oh, Pokemon. Oh. Crazy, crazy Pokemon. Oh, good old Pokemon. So, new dinosaur. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's a shame they aren't really everywhere just running around. I know. Why? It's not a shame. Why? I mean, really? Yeah. I don't want to be afraid every time I take the dog out at night. Be fine. They're after cattle. I don't want to be out there, hear something and go, clever girl. <laughs> you won't hear that. They hunt in packs. True. They're probably driving around SUVs. They'd be in SUVs now. They would be. Around. <laughs> They're not hunting on foot. They're in SUVs. Stop at McDonald's. Hmm. Maybe that, hey, maybe they are. Reptilian elite. I believe that. That was the dinosaurs. I believe that the reptilians are running around in their <laughs> fancy cars and their fancy houses and their high profile jobs and, and wow. <laughs> political Somebody sounds bitter. Offices. I want to be a reptile, like Robert England. It's like V. Well, hey, anyway. Uh -huh. <laughs> so coming up after the break, Chad, what's our topic for this very special Pong episode 10? I think we're going to look into curses. Foiled again. Vile curses. <laughs> That's right, some curses. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking King Tut and the Hope Diamond. We're talking about kind of obscure curses. Can we say those on the podcast? I think we can. Oh, just have to put the explicit tag on. We're fine. Okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome back from the break there. 
And like we said before, talking curses. Curses. How many times are you going to do that in this show? Curses. Doing different voices. You know, doing it in different voices doesn't make it different. Curses. No, see. So, curses, Chad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody's heard. You hear curse. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? King Tut. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know King Tut. There's the Hope Diamond. Mm -hmm. The Kennedy Curse. Yeah. One that I didn't really know about until I kind of started looking up stuff. The Poltergeist Curse. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what? Everybody that made the movie died? (laughs) No, not everybody. No. Yeah. There was some stuff that went on with the people involved with the movie. So, kind of along the same lines with the Superman curse. Mm-hmm. So far, anybody except this new dude that has put on the Superman costume, something kind of bad's happened. Well, after that last movie that came out, give it time. I guess, well, I guess you could consider that being bad. That's he kind of made curse. the movie. That's true. The Madden curse is kind of a newer one. Mm-hmm. That apparently anybody that goes on the cover of the Madden video game, their next season they either get hurt or they just uh, play really lousy. Yeah, well... That's what they get for being on a video game. That and a lot of money. Oh yeah, I mean they get the money. So if they get, if they got to retire a little early, as long as they're, as long as they're thrifty, they're fine. <laughs> thrifty. They're fine. Well, that is true. Save mm-hmm. your money, kids. Save it. Save your money. You get a multi-million dollar contract. You don't want to work the rest of your life. You got to retire a little early. Big deal. Just don't go out and buy a solid gold car. Two words: war bonds. <laughs> That's right. And then another one I kind of found interesting that I hadn't heard before was it's the crying boy painting. Mm-hmm. An artist painted this portrait of a boy and had him crying for whatever reason in the portrait, which I don't know why you would want a picture of a crying boy on your wall. Sounds like a crime scene. It does. But every house that that painting hung in burnt. Mm-hmm. But... They found the picture face down on the floor, unscathed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the boy the artist painted the portrait of was an orphan that came from an orphanage that had burned down. Oh my. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Spooky. It is. But I found a few tonight that I like to think are a little bit more obscure. Mm-hmm. Not completely. Like I know the first one you're going to talk about is kind of kind of out there. People know about it. Yeah, it's it's out there. It's pretty, but I don't think they know the level. It's pretty strange of it. Let's go ahead, Chad. What's our first uh, curse we were talking about tonight? Well, the first one we're going to talk about tonight is the Twenty Seven Club. Ooh. The Twenty Seven Club's never going to ask you for money for Jesus. The Twenty Seven <laughs> Club's something completely different. Are you ready? I am. Ooh. The 27 Club is a term that refers to the belief that an unusual number of popular musicians have died at the age 27, often resulting of drug and alcohol abuse or violent means such as homicide or suicide. Statistical studies, however, have failed to find any unusual patterns of death at this age. The club has been repeatedly cited in music magazines, journals, and the daily press. Several exhibitions have been devoted to this idea, as well as novels, film, and stage plays. There have been many different theories and speculations about the causes of such early deaths and their possible connections. Cobain and Hendrix biographer Charles R. Cross writes, The number of musicians who died at 27 is truly remarkable by any standards. Although humans die regularly at all ages, there's a statistical spike for musicians who die at 27. Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Jim Morrison all died at the age of 27 between 1969 and 1971. 
At the time, the coincidence gave rise to some comment, but it was not until the death of Kurt Cobain at about two and a half decades later that the idea of the 27 Club began to catch on in public perception. According to Hendrix and Cobain biographer Charles R. Cross, the growing importance of the media, internet, television, and magazines and the response to an interview of Cobain's mother were jointly responsible for such theories. An excerpt from a statement that Cobain's mother, Wendy Frodenberg Cobain O'Connor, I hope she doesn't have to sign all her checks with that, made in the Aberdeen, Washington newspaper, The Daily World, now he's gone and joined that stupid club. I told him not to join that stupid club, referred to Hendrix Joplin and Morrison dying at the same age, according to Cross. Other authors share his view. On the other hand, Josh Hunter and Eric Segaslad writer of the 27's The Greatest Myth in Rock and Roll, assumed that Cobain's mother referred to the death of his two uncles and his great-uncle who all committed suicide. According to Cross, the events have led to a set of conspiracy theorists, the absurd notion that Kurt Cobain intentionally timed his death so he could join the 27 Club. In 2011, 17 years after Cobain's death, Amy Winehouse died at the age of 27. There was a large amount of media attention devoted to the club once again. Three years earlier, she had expressed a fear of dying at that age. A study published in the British Medical Journal in December 2011 concluded that there was no increase in the risk of death for musicians at the age of 27. Although the sampled musicians faced an increased risk of death in their 20s and 30s, this was not limited to the age of 27. Informal research using an automated query across Wikipedia data in 2012 effectively reached the same conclusion there may well be a 27 club of accursed musicians, but the 74 club is more popular. A 2015 article in The Independent also provided statistical evidence that popular musicians are not more likely to die at the age of 27. To date, there are just short of 60 members of the 27 club. That's right. And actually, I didn't know this, but the latest one was in June with, what's Anton Yeltsin? Anton Yelchin? Yeah, and at first, I thought, well, he's an actor, not a musician, but apparently he was the guitarist in a band called the Hammerheads. Well. So, June was the last one. Chekhov is gone, and he joined the club. So, yeah, that's that's what I thought about that one, was, you know, everybody hears, oh, Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear those all the time, but you don't really realize if you take all of the artists that have died at 27 back from the 1800s, there's almost 60 now. Yeah, that's so, a lot. It's a very strange coincidence. A little weird. A little, little odd. Quinky dink. A little quinky dink. Yes, sir. Well, what do you got this evening? Some really bad sinuses. Mm. Oh, you mean story-wise? Yes, Chris, story-wise. Well, I have a little one about our friend the Iceman. The Iceman. Yeah, which you may have heard of the Out the Ice Man. It's the mummy they found in the Alps back in the early 90s. Yes. But did you know there's a curse that goes along with him, Chad? A curse? Curses. <laughs> Curses. Thank you. Curses. He man. The Ice Man, or, and I know I'm not saying this right, so just right off the bat, I'm sorry. Mm hmm. Otzi. Otzi. Otzi was discovered in the Alps between Italy and Austria in 1991. Okay. In the 13 years that passed after his discovery, seven of the people associated with finding him all died. What do you know? That's a lot. Now, a couple of these were normal deaths that you could attribute to just, okay, normal run-of-the-mill, everyday things, but a few of them 
were eyebrow raising enough to think that maybe the 53 year old mummy had a little uh, little problem with being thought out. Now, did they find one of them dead with his tongue stuck to the mummy's forehead? Wow. They sure didn't, Chad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rainer Hinn, he was the forensic pathologist that they enlisted to help him study the Iceman when they got him out. He was killed in a car crash on the way to a conference to talk about the Iceman in 1992. He was number one. Mm. Kurt Fritz was a mountain guide that led Rainer Hinn to the Iceman when they first discovered him. And he was actually the person that uncovered Otzi's face. He uncovered his face. Right. He was the first he, like, person. He dusted off the snow. Off the snow, yes. And he um, went, oh, the Iceman. Otzi. No. He was, he was the first person to see his face for, what, I guess 5,300 years. Hmm. He died in an avalanche. <laughs> cleaned off his face and snow got dumped on his. Exactly. That was death number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man who filmed the recovery of Otzi died of a brain tumor. Oh, I thought you were going to say he got choked to death with a VHS tape. It, no, not oh. quite that dramatic. Okay. However, now we get to the odd ones. <laughs> the ones before weren't a little strange. Well, brain tumor, avalanche. Yeah, you know. Car accident. Car accident. They're, yeah, okay. Pterodactyl. However... <laughs> Helmut Simon, he's the uh, one of the first two, him and his wife were the first two that actually found the Iceman. In 2004, he went missing for eight days. No one could find him. Well, when they did find him, he was lying fight, face down in a stream after having fallen from a cliff 300 feet high. Well. He's death number four. Hmm. And then Dieter Warnecke, he's the head of the rescue team that actually found Simon. Uh-huh. lying face down in the stream after falling 300 feet, died of a heart attack an hour after Simon's funeral. Wow. Death number five. Mm-hmm. This one has got karma written all over it, Chad. Yeah. Conrad Spindler, quoted about the curse, said, I think it's a load of rubbish. It's all media hype. The next thing you will be saying is that I will be next. And... Six months later, he died from complications from multiple sclerosis. Death wow. number six. Finally, to date, mm-hmm. Tom Loy, the scientist who uh, discovered blood on the Iceman's clothing and his uh, copper axe that he had with him. Now get this. He mm-hmm. discovered the blood okay. on the Iceman's stuff. He died of a hereditary blood disease that he was diagnosed with the same year that he started working on the Iceman team. Wow. Death number seven. Strange. Seems like he has a little bit of a bone to pick with people. Apparently so. He, he wanted to stay in that ice. He was sleeping. He was. And now, if I'm right, you may remember this or not. I, at the time, I think it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. When they first found him, in the, it, he was in a region of the mountains in the Alps. It's kind of inaccessible. Yes. So... A lot of people, something happens, you, that's where you stay. You die, you stay there. Mm-hmm. And they find frozen bodies all the time. So when they first found the Iceman, they didn't realize he was 5,300-year-old mummy. They thought he was just another hiker that fell, got hurt, and froze to death. In a loincloth. So they were a little rough with him at first. Uh-huh. And if I remember the story right, didn't a certain part of the Iceman's anatomy get snapped off when they were thawing him out that his wiener 
Yes. They snapped to, off his to wiener. Put it, to put it bluntly, his wiener, Chad. Yep. Do you remember that? His pudding pop got snapped off right in the middle of the that's right. mountains. I remember them talking about that. Yes, actually. So I I'm thinking that's probably what caused the curse right there. He was okay getting thawed out. He's like, oh, fine, the sun, great. Mm-hmm. I didn't like this ice anymore. Whoa, what the hell? Yep, the ice wang felleth. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, ah, so moving right along, Chad. Do you uh, do you have another your other one there for us? There? I do. This one comes to us from the India Times. Oh, it's the Busby Stoop Chair. Okay, <laughs> are you ready for this? I'm ready for the Busby Stoop Chair. All right. Well, this one dates all the way back to the 18th century. Legend has it that anyone who dares sit on Busby's Stoop Chair will soon die afterwards. It all started in North Yorkshire back in 1702. Somehow the town drunk, a man by the name of Thomas Busby, managed to marry the beautiful Elizabeth Audie. However, her father was vehemently opposed to the marriage, as he thought his daughter could do better. One day Busby returned home to find his father-in-law sitting in his favorite chair. Audie announced he was there to take his daughter home. Like any reasonable man, he bludgeoned his father-in-law to death with a hammer and hid the body. That's reasonable. Yeah, but it wasn't about his daughter. It was about that chair all along. Wow. that was his chair. And then he was introduced to 18th century hammer time. As he was being <laughs> led to his execution, he reportedly shouted that anyone who sat in his favorite chair would die. The inn where Busby lived with his wife was renamed the Busby Stoop Inn, and the chair has supposedly claimed an untold number of lives over the past 300 years. You know what I hear about the stoop in? What about it? His stupendous. Shake that one off. All right. So. Jealous. I am. In 1968, Tony Earnshaw took over the inn. Earnshaw was not a superstitious man. He initially dismissed the Busby curse as nonsense and the previous deaths associated with it as coincidences. But then people started dying on his watch. Well, that that would hurt. Tony How do you get on... How many people can fit on his watch? I don't know. I don't think that's what it means. Oh. First, Earnshaw overheard two RAF airmen daring each other to sit in the chair. Both did, and both died in a car crash later that day. Then there was a group of builders who came into the pub at lunchtime and dared a young laborer to sit on the chair. The brave lad obliged, and that same day he fell off a roof and cracked his skull open on the concrete below. Wow. That was the last straw for Tony Earnshaw. He begged the Thirsk Museum to take the chair off his hands, but only if they agreed to never let anyone sit on it. For nearly 30 years, despite many requests, no one has been allowed to tempt the curse. So to this day, that chair is mounted on the wall of the museum, and no one gets to sit in it. Well, how high up on the wall? That I don't know. It's just on the wall. Uh. (laughs) All in all, it's just a... Another stoop chair on the wall. So what do you think of that reel? I mean, it's pretty strange. I wouldn't sit in the chair. I don't know. I wouldn't either. I would not. You don't, hey, you don't want to tempt fate. I wouldn't tempt fate. Wouldn't. Fate's a bad mojo. I wouldn't poke a lion in the eye, and I wouldn't tempt fate. Why would you want to poke a lion in the eye in the That's first place? I just place? said I wouldn't. I wouldn't poke a lion in the eye. I never wanted to. That's what I'm saying. No, oh, well, you don't. Well, that's good. You don't listen to me with your 1970s headphones. Jealous. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to see uh, my 1972 Wharfdale DD ones, yeah, go right to uh, the gallery on our new updated website. I think they used to wear those in that George Lucas THX movie. 
So, cursed chair, Chad. It is a cursed stool. Or stoop. Stool. Stoop. I've had some cursed stool before. Yeah, frequently. Our last one tonight, Chad. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. It's the curse of Timur. Timur? Timur. What's Timur? I don't know what's today or It's right Timur. after Esmer. Oh. But I'm... Thank you. <laughs> hey. No, Timur, he assumed the title of the Great Khan in... Star Trek Two. That's why I paused. I was waiting for that to come. Come. No, in 1369 and began a campaign that stretched from Persia to southern Russia. He assumed the title of Great Khan, Chad, because he envisioned a restoration of the Mongol Empire of mm. Genghis Khan. Okay. He was a pretty bad guy. He put together armies that were multi-ethnic and feared throughout Asia, Africa, and Europe. Was there a symbol of a shield with a giant rainbow? No. Oh. I don't think this guy had rainbow in his vocabulary. Oh. They laid to waste many of the areas that they went through and causing they caused the death of around 17 million people. Wow. And at the time that this happened in, that was 5% of the world's population. Man, he had he cornered the market on that like Walmart. There's there's a story that in northern India, he had a mound of 70,000 skulls built that were people that his campaigns had slaughtered. He's trying to collect them all. So, not a nice guy. In 1405, he finally died hmm. and was interred in Samarkand, Uzbekistan. Wow. And he had a large great green jade slab placed over his tomb that at one point was another Khan's throne. Mm-hmm. And inscribed on the slab in Arabic, there was, there was text saying, When I arise from the grave, the world will tremble. I think that was in Ghostbusters too. Isn't that what uh, Vigo said? Uh, it's close enough. Could have been. Hmm. I didn't say anything about needing a child. He wanted a child. <laughs> but anyway, so nothing really happened there. Uh, so, you know, he, 1405, he died. Mm-hmm. Move ahead 500-ish years, Chad. Okay. And leave it to our friends the Russians. Popped that sucker open, didn't they? Yep. On June 21st, 1941, Stalin had the tomb excavated, and they removed Timur's skull Mm. and had it shipped back to, I believe, Stalingrad Mm -mm. or Moscow. Mm -hmm. Well, that was June 21st, Chad. You know what happened on June 22nd? What? Hitler launched Operation Barbosa, which was the largest and bloodiest invasion of World War II against Russia. So, didn't Hitler think he was the... Reincarnation of somebody? Well, I know he was going around trying to find all the artifacts. I mean, if if Indiana Jones has taught us anything, it's they wanted the Holy Grail mm-hmm. and they wanted the Ark of the Covenant. Well, yeah. So there's a lot of speculation that the only reason that Stalin actually had the tomb excavated and took the skull mm-hmm. was just to beat Hitler to it. Hmm. Not any real good reason other than just, ha look, we've got it, Adolf. That was their Pokemon Go back was. in the day. Got to catch a ball. Mm-hmm. Skulls. Ark. <laughs> the Holy Grail. Stab him on. So, for about a year and a half, they kept old Teemer's skull, Chad. Mm. But then on December 20th, 1942, with full Islamic burial rites, Stalin had Timur reinterred just before the Russian victory at the Battle of Stalingrad. Didn't put it back in the original grave? 
you know that I didn't see what I believe it is the original grave, mm-hmm. and they gave him a full burial. It wasn't just a hey, go, guys, go drop this back, go in the put hole. the skull back in there and put that jade slab back on it and act mm-hmm. like it never had. No, they they gave him full burial because well. I think Stalin was like, crap. <laughs> we should have paid attention. Stalin was putting that skull back in the grave. You, you know. Occasionally, Chad, I'd like to see you as a uh, foreign diplomat. <laughs> Everybody dies. Everyone dies. Ambassador Smith, mm-hmm. we'd like you to meet uh, President of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Putin. <laughs> well, Putin there, pal. Exactly. <laughs> Next thing, nuclear war. Uh-huh. Putin I, the button. I, I could see it happening. Uh, I was Putin this morning from the food you guys have here. How many countries did you get us into war with today, Chad? Oh, a couple. Canada. I wouldn't doubt it. Mm-hmm. Went up there and made fun of... I told him it's not bacon, it's ham. It's just freaking you, ham. You made fun of hockey and bacon and... <laughs> well... Hockey and I bacon. Mean, if they're sensitive. And maple syrup. Like You're weird. Hey, why be normal? I don't know. We're supposed to be a pair of normal guys. Oh, not one that's okay and the other one's just abnormal. Well, I could blame sinus medication right now. Sure. So, curses, Chad. Yes. So what do you think of our collection of curses we have? Yeah, I think those are pretty good. I mean, I think uh, you should think twice before you do weird things. Like... Well, especially, okay, you may believe in curses, you may not. But you walk up to some 500-year-old tomb that says... Don't open this or I will rain down hell on you. Leave it alone. Why do you need to open that tomb? Treasure. It's like, hey, human skull. Money. <laughs> skull money. Skull money. Skull money. Skull money, skull problems. Yeah, that's right. Skull money, skull problems, sir. Oh, wow. So anyway, Chad. <laughs> hey, you know. Uh-huh. Website's all re- redone. Is it? it sh- well... It should be. Hey, we're we're gonna act like by the time this episode drops, I've got it done. Uh-huh. So hey Chad, what do you think of the new website? It's amazing. It is, right? It is. <laughs> the colors just pop. The graphics, sixteen bit. Wow. <laughs> Stereo sound if you plug in headphones. No, but the website is uh redone a little bit. Makes it look I think it looks a little bit better. Yeah. And uh if you go to Paranormalguys.com, Chad. Okay. There's a few things you can do. Look at stuff. You can. You can look at all kinds of things. Like what? Well, you can look at all the entries for new shows. Nice. You can look at the play button on those new shows. Sweet. And you can look at your finger clicking the mouse to hit that play button. Wow. Exactly. So you can listen to all the shows on the website. They're all posted up there and have the full show notes with them. Mm-hmm. With links to anything we decide to put a link up to. Okay. <laughs> you can uh, send us an email. There's a form right there to drop us an email and quick and easy. And you can one of two things you can do is yeah. request one of those really way cool paranormal guys decals. And they are pretty sweet. They are sweet. Just send us an email saying stickers. Yeah, stickers. Yeah. You and don't need any money or nothing. Your address, and we'll yeah. shoot you a couple of those in the mail. Or we'll just mail them. Either or. Okay. And what's another thing that would be really cool if people emailed us, Chad? Stories. 
I would like some listener stories. Because if we get enough together, you know, my dream is an episode of listener stories. You know what I, I really hope? That somebody does write us one, mm-hmm. but it's completely nothing paranormal. It's like, here's the story of me going to the grocery store today. Yeah, you say that. Now we'll we'll probably get somebody that sends us that story. I hope so. Another thing you can do on the site is donate some money. Sure, we need money. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, no kidding. But no, hey, if you feel the need to give us a buck or two here or there, that's great. We could use it for anything web fees, new headphones for Chad. Yep, so we're paying out of pocket. There isn't some big government or business entity that pays us to do this to entertain everybody every two weeks. But Illuminati, if you're out there, I can change the the uh, show format anytime. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Uh, we also have a little section of news and announcements that uh, I'll put things up. Anything from us going to the Mothman Festival or Paracon, anything like that. Two for one burrito night. It, ooh, where's that? I don't know, but we need to find it. Heck yeah. One new thing that you'll see on the site is I've uh, put up a photo gallery. Oh, boy. So you will get to see all manner of pictures of Chad posing with famous people. Boy, or quasi-famous. It's going to put people off on the show for sure. But yeah, if you go to the photo gallery, you can see Chad. World with, Traveler. With Bob Gimlin. Chad with Nick Redfern. Chad with his new best friend, Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> sure. Chad with his horrible headphones. I like my headphones. That's right. I'm in the witness relocation program, so I can't have any pictures of myself up there. That's not fair. Well, hey, it's just the way it happens. I mean, what we tell the difference is the amount of hair each other. Bruce Hornsby said it best when he said, that's just the way it is, Chad, and that's just the way it is. Sure. So yeah, go to the website. Check it out. It's new and exciting. It's the wow factor is there. And remember, like I said in the beginning of the show, go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash pair o normal guys and give us a like on there follow us because anytime a new show goes up or we post any kind of news or announcements that's the first place it goes you'll know first chad the music for paranormal guys is by william blanchard and it is awesome it is awesome you can find him on soundclick.com where you can listen to and purchase his music he has a soundcloud page and he is also on facebook so go to any and all of those listen to his music buy his music follow him on Facebook has some really good music and well Chad yes sir once again for the 10th time are we at the end of 10 we've reached the end of a show Mm, we're so sad it's like watching those end credits on the original vacation have a paranormal weeks I had to travel there today for a large jug of cranberry juice because of my UTI.